when I was raised in West Texas and uh, back in the 50s and 60s, so I had to deal with the rattlesnakes all the time. I mean, walking to school, walking back from school, uh, going outside to play, uh, walking out in my backyard, going in the garage. And when I see a rattlesnake back then and today, it, it creates a visceral reaction on the inside of me. It makes me mad. In fact, I never met a rattlesnake I didn't kill. And if I met one today, I'd kill him today. That's, I, I carry my little with me here and that's the way I feel about cancer that's the way I feel about HIV somebody comes up to me in the prayer line and they say brother Terry I've got cancer brother Terry the doctor says I'm gonna die it makes me so mad not at the person at the sickness and disease because Jesus paid for our healing uh, we don't just have promises of healing in the Bible we have purchases of healing in the Bible Jesus paid in blood for our healing the power of life and death says the Bible is in the tongue so we need to decree death, speak death to COVID, speak death to cancer, speak death to, to HIV, speak death to leukemia, to lupus. You don't, you don't coexist with it. You curse it and speak death to it. And then by the same scripture, you speak life to yourself and life to the people you're praying for, the Zoe life of God. Thanks for this time. God bless you. You're more than conquerors. So all of heaven, is watching the earth all the time, looking for a man or a woman that's going to use the Word of God, that's going to speak the Word of God, that's going to move on the Word of God. And when they do, heaven moves. Hello, everyone. We're so glad you've joined us today. We are thrilled to have you, whether you're viewing by on video or whether you are listening on any podcast platform. More than conquerors. Yeah. That's who we are. We're here to share with you some good news <laughs> from the Word of God. That's the best place to go for it. Isn't that right? No, these absolutely. days, especially these days. Absolutely. You know, we, we've been talking about a variety of things here over the last several weeks and just trying to help you move through life um, over there in in 2 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 1, the Apostle Paul said, we're going to write these things. We're going to come and talk to you about them. We've been there before. We're coming back again so that you can learn how to live. I love this phrase, living yet greater, learning how to live greater with greater perfection this life. Yeah. That's how we want to help you in any way we can. How to live the Christian life boldly, fearlessly, because fear and faith cannot live in the same house. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise just like just like James said, bitter and sweet water shouldn't come out of the same well, <laughs> same fountain. And he was referring to a, a, applying that to your tongue. And you shouldn't and have can't come out of the same mouth. No, that's right. You can't say faith thing one minute and then live in fear and say something else out of your mouth the other that that just doesn't go together it's like oil and water trying they're not going to mix you know and so james chapter one also says that when you're double-minded like that then you're not going to receive anything you cancel one cancels out the other so we want to talk to you today about these good things from the word of god and remember that we're all living by faith 
Everything about this book is to teach you, give you God's words, God's thoughts, so you have something to say out of your mouth in a crisis time, in a trial or test, in, in situations that are difficult and hard. You've already learned and studied, and the Holy Ghost can bring that up and remind you of it, and you don't say the wrong thing, because this whole thing is based on words. God created oh, the world by words. Life and death is in the power of your tongue, my tongue. We're all responsible. It's not somebody else's fault. It's what you say you know, and what over, you create. There's over 3,000 scriptures in the Bible about mouth, tongue, word, wow. and, li and lips. Let's, let's, give well, all the, let's give all of so them we are, Yeah, so we are without <clears throat> excuse in our ability to learn from the Word of you God. You think God's trying to tell us something? Yeah, really. No joke. No <laughs> joke. You know, everything that God's trying to do, and you were talking about this the other night in a service over there in 3 John chapter 2, uh, 3 John Third John verse, verse starting two, in verse two. Because there's only what, 14 verses in the whole chapter, mm -hmm. and there's only one chapter in the whole book. And so it, when you look at that, there that, that everything in life boils down to your health, your body, and your money. Absolutely. And everything that the Word of God is trying to help you with is so that you can do your job. If you don't have a healthy body, you can't get out of bed and can't, and can't go do what you're called to do, right. what your gift, what you enjoy doing. And then if you don't have the money to go do it, <laughs> you're still dead in the water. So, you know, we, we want to talk to you about those things today. Well, to, so, so many times over the decades that we've preached faith right, <clears throat> and that the preachers that we listen to for so many years, Brother Hagen, and and all that genre of what we call the word of faith. The word of faith. Uh, so many times people fuss at us. Yes. And fussed at them and say, right. why do you faith preachers always preach on prosperity and health? And, and you know, it, that's always such a silly question. Have to me we got a message for you. It's like, what do you want us to preach? <laughs> you know, you don't want do us to preach on health and healing. You want us to preach on prosperity and finances. So right. should we teach on poverty and sickness? No, right. We'll a three-day right. seminar on how to be sick. How I to think be we sick. know how to be sick. That's right. A three-day seminar, 15 steps on how to be poor. I think we know how to be poor. Right. Well, what we want to do is learn how to prosper. That's right. And be healthy. And that's what the Apostle John said in Third John. <laughs> Renee, he was over 90 years old when he wrote this. He had... He's been tenure. there and done that and bought the yes, T-shirt. I mean, right, this right. isn't some snotty-nosed teenagers fresh out of Bible no, school. No, no, no. Uh, this is John, the apostle, 90-something years old, walked with Jesus. That's right. Uh, walked with all the other disciples. Knew right. him, and never by the name of Paul that went in the ministry and had a miracle or two. Plus, he had miracles of his own. Plus, they tried to kill him by boiling him in oil. He wouldn't well, die. Well, I mean, this is John, the apostle. What at the end of his life had. and ministry, yeah. he writes the letter, <laughs> Third John. Yes. You know, all these all these apostles, uh, Peter, James, Paul, John, missionaries, everyone. Right. Uh, all the New Testament is, once you get out of the Gospels, which is about Jesus, right. and then you get out of the book of Acts, which is which is creating the first church, the apostles. Marvelous. Uh, creating the first church and the <laughs> miracles. Absolutely spectacular. Then you get into nothing but what we call the epistles. The, epistles. And the word epistle means letter. Right. I used to think that an epistle was a wife and an apostle, but that's not true. It just simply <laughs> means letter. That's right. And so you have Peter, James, Paul, John, missionaries, everyone writing right. missions letters to missions churches. And that's what the New Testament's about. They're that's telling these churches about. how to live on planet, planet Earth. Earth. You start off saying, well, go ahead, Paul said, we're going we're gonna to tell you these things. We already told you, now we're going to tell you right. what we told you. Well, we love the scripture also where the Apostle Peter said, <laughs> as long as I'm in I mean, this, this body, body, I'm going to nag you about what That's you're right. doing wrong. I'm going to tell right. you 
what you're doing. That they they spent their whole lives right. not only winning the lost, that's right, but teaching the church to make disciples out of the church. That's right. To tell them how to live correctly. That's right. And what they're doing wrong. And so the ministry has to always be about that. That concept That's always, right. always That's right. leading, guiding. You know, I taught a you know meeting a few months ago uh, down in South Texas on leadership, right. and, and I said, you know, the, the definition of leadership is you have to lead. A leader does what leads. Right. You know, you don't lead by you don't you Who lead knew? by example. You don't you don't lead from behind, as the president told us a few years ago. That's right. <laughs> Leading from behind doesn't work. No, you lead by example. You, That's right. You, you lead your children by example. You That's lead everything right. else you do by example. Your families, everything. So these, are, these are apostles that wrote these letters. You know, no telling how many hundreds of letters they actually wrote to the churches. Right. Because all, all these are just churches. The church that was at Galatia and the church that was at Corinth and the right. church that was at Ephesus and church the church that was at Philippi and the church that was at Rome. That's just right. these missionary statesmen right. writing missions letters to missions churches. Right. And so when they when they wrote these, these epistles or wrote these letters, they probably wrote hundreds and hundreds, but every now and then the Holy Spirit would say, aha, that letter right. needs to be in the Bible. That letter is not just for that local church, but that's that letter right. is for the church universal that 2,000 years from now, Terry and Renee are going to need this. Yeah. 2,000 years Boy, from now, the church is going to need this. <clears throat> so when John wrote at the back of the Bible when he's 90 plus years old, when he wrote 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, mm -hmm. uh, there's no telling how many letters he'd written. But the Holy Spirit said, ah, oh, those three, those right. three letters I'm going right. to put in the Bible. And in Third John, as you said, there's only 14 verses. It's only 14 verses. Really, you can squeeze but, that in in your time. <laughs> but really, if you separate that or, or cut it cut it in two, right. it's really verse 1 through 8. That's is what, interesting. It's what John took pen in hand, inspired of the Holy Ghost, to say to all of us. That the yes, Holy Ghost said, I want everybody right. to get this. Yes. In verse 9 through 14, he really was just writing the local church right. about two guys, about a bad guy and about a good guy. <laughs> That's right. And, and the apostle, the old apostle said, Diotrephes is a bad guy. Right. And when he get, when I get there, I'm going to yank the slack out of him. And I bet right. he did too. I bet he and did. He said, Diotrephes is not only a bad guy, he said, he won't even let, he won't even let us in the church. And anybody that receives us, he kicks wow. them out of the church. He's like, wow. I'll take care of him when I get there. And I'm sure he did. But then he said, now there's another guy in church, Demetrius. He's a good guy. And he's got a good That's report right. of everybody. And then, then he says, I shall shortly see thee. I love you. I won't within, with pen and ink write any longer. But, I, you know, greet the brethren and I'll be there. I'll see, see you soon. Love your big brother, John. That's verse 9 to 14. That's just for that local church. Right, right. But then verse 1 through 8 is where he really gets. It is profound. To the crux of yes, his 90-year yes. ministry, 90-year life. Absolutely. The end of his life, the end of his ministry. And God put it, I think, so apropos, God put it at the end of the Bible. Isn't that something? The Holy Ghost put it at the end of the Bible. And so well, when John makes the statement in verse 2 that he says, Beloved, yes. and he's talking to Christians, not sinners, beloved. Right. Beloved, I pray, King James says wish, but you don't wish to God. This, this isn't Aladdin's lamp. You don't you don't rub it and get a genie and get three wishes. And it, you, you he says, I pray right. or I desire right. above all things. And when a 90-year-old wow. says above all things, no, that's right. That's that's a mouthful. That's right. This isn't some little three-year-old that when they say all things, they mean ice cream. <laughs> I mean, this is a this is a 90-year-old right. plus right. apostle who has preached and been with Jesus personally, well, had all these miracles, boiled yeah. in oil, exiled right. to the Isle of Patmos. I mean, this That's is right. John. So when he makes the statement, my, my. beloved, 
yes. above everything else. Right. There's just one thing. Right. <laughs> There's just one thing. If I could just tell you one secret, man, he's got my attention. I mean, my ears are like, go, go ahead, John, talk. Yeah, right. Because he's about to tell us the secret of life. That's the right. The secret of being a Christian, the secret of being a minister, the secret wow. of living on planet Earth for God. And it's so simple. He just broke it down to absolutely know, two parts. And he, and, he, and he says, above everything else, I pray, I desire that you would prosper and that you would be healthy, even as your soul prospers. Is that something? And oh. I, I, I literally read that as a teenager and said, John, you got to be kidding me. That's it. That's it. That's what you got <laughs> after it. 90 years. That's what you got. <laughs> that's right. Money and health. Is that, right. is that it? That's right. I thought you'd say something spiritual like start a church, build a Bible school, start an orphanage, build a hospital, right. speak in tongues. But you said something as carnal as... Prosper and be held. Prosper and be in hell. I'm like God. I told God one time about the Garden of Eden. I said, Lord, whenever you create Adam and Eve and, and then you said the first spoken words out of your mouth, this is going to be historic. God, the creator, is actually going to speak to the creature. He's going to talk to Adam and Eve. What's he going to say? Something spiritual. No, he said something as carnal as have babies. Yeah, that's right. He said, multiply and be multiply fruitful. Multiply and be fruitful. And I said, that's it? That's what you got? That's multiply right. Multiply and be fruitful? You could have said start mm. a church, build a Bible school. You could have, what? No. But, of course, I'm the dumb one. That's not carnal. That's as spiritual as you can get. No, that's right. Because God said, I want a family. Right. Give me a family. We talked about that on a on a uh, program here. I don't know, a couple of weeks ago or right. a month ago or so. Yes, we did. And uh, and then John, at the end of his life in ministry, says, "Above everything else, I mean, above all else, I want you to prosper, and I want you to be in health, Hallelujah. even as your soul prospers." And well, that bothered me until well, I started reading it over and over and over, verse one to verse eight, over and over and over and over. And, and finally, I got down to verse 5, and I said, aha, aha, this is the epiphany here. And then I got down to verse 8, and said, double aha, <laughs> verse 5 and verse 8 is the key to the whole thing. Yes. Because because verse 5 says, so that you can do good to the brethren. Right. The, the Christians. Right. And so you can do good to the stranger, the sinners. Right. In verse 8, so we can be fellow helpers to the truth, which is the Word of God. Jesus said, Father, thy word is truth. Anytime these guys in the Bible use right. the word truth, truth. they're talking about, talking the, about Bible. the Bible. They're talking about the Word of God. Mm -hmm. And so John says, basically what he's saying to us is this. Look, I'm 90 plus years old. I've been doing this for a long time. Running around Jesus personally. I, I've, I've been there, done that. And I realized that after all these years, I realized that if we're going to fulfill the Great Commission, if we're going to do what Jesus said, if we're going to preach the gospel to the world, if we're going to travel the nations and get everybody saved and get sick people healed and demons cast out, if we're going to do what Jesus said do, I've learned over 90-something years you're going to need two things. You're going to need health and money. That's because it. if you're not healthy, Bottom you can't line. do it. If you don't have any money, you can't do it. That's and right. He said, so above everything else, That's right. bottom line, right. above everything else, I want you to prosper and be healthy. Why? So that, verse 5, you can do good to the brethren, good to the strangers. So that, verse 8, you can be a fellow helper to get in this truth out. You can take this truth, this word, and take it around the world by television, by radio, by book, by track, by crusades, by preaching, by Bible school. It's all, you, you know, you know, pastors and, and Christians watching me, 
friends and partners, uh, our churches are there to do good to the brethren. Right. Now, now, strangers come in from time to time, come in, sinners come in and get saved. And that's wonderful, marvelous, great. But that's really not where you find the sinners in church. Right. Basically, the church is for Christians, where Christians come in, learn the Word of God, learn what to do, learn how to operate on planet Earth, and then go out and do it. Mm-hmm. So the church is built for the brethren. Right. And it costs money. The electric lights cost money. The padded pews cost money. The carpet cost money. The, the musical instruments cost money. The TV cameras cost money. Uh, the air conditioning costs money. The heating costs money. Everything we do in church costs money. And that, and God wants you to prosper so that you can do that to do good to the brethren. But then we got to do missions. That's the strangers. (laughs) So if we're going to do missions, that's going to cost money. Right. You saw, you say so many times as we've been married, you say, Terry, I can't imagine how, how in 53 years, You've gone around the world, and how many airplane tickets God's paid no, for? No, that's right. How many hotels God's paid for? How many rental cars Shocking. God's paid for? How many crusades God's paid for? How many pastors' conference God's paid right. for? How many orphans God's fed? The, the the gazillions of dollars, you know. I remember a few times over the years, uh, Brother Stan Moore's in heaven today, but he was my good friend, and he pastored a church in Miami, Florida. His wife, Jerry, Pastor Jerry, is still pastoring it today. At 87. And, and she's just about to turn 88. Oh my goodness! And uh, or she just did turn eighty-eight, I guess. Yes, and uh, this week. And so she, uh, uh, but Pastor Stan used to be one of these pastors. He'd he'd call me up, and he'd say, "Terry, I saw you're about to go to Romania." Yes, sir. What you gonna do in Romania? Well, I'm gonna have two hundred gypsy pastors. I'm gonna have four hundred gypsy pastors, or whatever I was gonna do. And I'm gonna bring them in. I'm gonna feed them. I'm gonna put them in a hotel. Uh, I'm going to minister the Word of God to them all day long. And then we're going to take care of our orphans while we're there. We're going to visit them. And he said, well, give me a budget. What's the budget for the whole trip? What's the whole thing? What's it cost? I said, seriously? He said, yeah. He said, he said I'm going to take care of it. How much is it? And so I tell him, well, this, tr- this trip is $45,000. You know, he said, I got it. I'll take care of it. Maybe the next trip will be 35000 depending on how many pastors I was going right. to have or what right. I was going to do. Right. And, and he'd just cover it. Or he'd call me every now and then. He'd say, Terry, I've had Cuba on my mind. My heart been praying about Cuba. Would you go preach in Cuba if I paid for it? And I said, absolutely. <laughs> so he'd just say, well, let's work out a budget. We'd work out a budget. And he'd, he'd cut me a check. Or he'd say, Terry, I've got Believe Haiti. For I've got Haiti like on that. my heart. Yeah. Would you go to Haiti and preach? If I, I don't want to go to Haiti and preach, but I want you to. So I'll pay for it in Cuba. <laughs> we used to laugh about our partnership. Yeah. And I used to say, Stan, me and you together, we've touched some people around the world. Me and you together, cast right. out some devils. Me and you together, raised the dead. Me and you together, right. had blind eyes open. Me and you together, won souls for Jesus. Wow. Because what a, that's what partnership does. Uh, what a partnership. Uh, and, that's and, right. And so, so that, that prosperity. Right. I said, the, I said here while back, we was preaching for our dear friend Sue Lanz in, in Conroe, Texas. And I preached a message similar to this. And, uh, and I said, you know, our, our partnership together, because they're partners of ours, and, and, and they've helped us and, and for, for, for years. And she, her husband, Tom, who's in that's heaven right. today, and that's now she's passionate right. in the church. Uh, he used wonderful, to help us and partner with us. Ministry. But, uh, you know, the last Christmas, uh, we had the biggest, we didn't know what would happen during the year of a pandemic. Right. You know, every wow. Christmas, we, we have a, what we call the Christmas Orphan Project. That's right. Uh, and we give money to orphans around the world for for Christmas, because they get left out and they get forgotten about at Christmas time. And so we've always helped them. In this last year, we had our biggest and best year ever 
in the year of a pandemic, when we yes. didn't know if people could give or not, we didn't know if people could give or would give. Yeah. But we just started believing God and believing God. We started giving and planting seed and, and confessing and declaring the word. Right. And all of a sudden, we had our best year ever. And, and we gave to orphanages in 22 nations. Yeah. For the first time that's ever. Such, and we gave such to 35 orphanages and five feeding programs. Uh, and then we gave to uh, three widows we have put roofs on their houses right. around the world. And then one girl's orphanage in, in Burma or Myanmar now, right. we, we bought a van for her or helped pay off a van. They had $6,000, I think, to pay off a, a van. And so we did that. We dug five water wells and gave them fresh water. You know, that was in the year of a pandemic. Is that something? And so partnership or prosperity. Mm-hmm. So anyway, right. what I started to say is I was preaching in Conroe, Texas at Sulanzas, and I preached along these lines. And I had a young man come up to me after service, grown man. And he said, Brother Terry, I have never, ever heard a prosperity message that I liked until tonight. And this is the first prosperity message I've ever heard in my life that made sense. Because it's prosperity for what? It's prosperity yeah. for something. And that's what the Apostle John is saying. Right. This, I want you to prosper, not just for the charismatic Cult of Cadillacs, condominiums, and cruisers. Although there's nothing wrong with Cadillacs or condominiums or cruisers, as long as you, <laughs> as long as you really don't let them have you, but you have them. Right. And you keep a glove right. for, for sale sign in the glove compartment. Right. But uh, but but it's prosperity so that God yeah, wants purpose. you to prosper, Renee. God it's wants purpose. you to prosper so that that's right. You can do good to the brethren, good to the stranger, and be fellow helper to. The truth. And I started that message out by saying this. I've traveled all over the world. I've been with the rich, the poor, the educated, the uneducated, the literate, the illiterate. I've been in leper colonies. I've been with sick people, diseased people. I've been everywhere. Talked to all kinds of people all over the world, different languages, different cultures, different colors of skin. And I found out that they all have the same need. They're what I've called over the years the five basic needs of man. If you live in the United States, Texas, New York, California, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, doesn't matter. Or if you live in Siberia, or if you right. live in the 58 nations of Africa, or if you live in Southeast Asia, or if you live in Central America, South America, if you live in the islands of the sea, no matter where you live, you have the same five basic needs of man that everybody else has to live on planet Earth. Right. You need to have a roof over your head, clothes on your back, food on your table. You have to take care of your family. The Bible says if you don't take care of your family, you're worse than an infidel. And you have to have a healthy body. Those five things, you, you need that where you live, right? You need a roof over your head. That's right. You need clothes on your back. You need food <laughs> on your table. You need to take care of your family. You need to have a healthy body. Because if you mess up any of those five, if any of those five get messed right. up, you're in trouble. I oh, mean, you can right. be in serious trouble. That's right. So you've got to have those five things. And if you boil the five things down, they really comes down just to two, and it's health and money. Health and money. God wants you to have health, and he wants you to have money. That's Gosh. what the Apostle John understood after 90-something years. And he said, if I could just tell you one thing, just one. If you'll just get one thing from me, my desire that sure makes is it that simple. you would prosper That's right. and that you would be healthy. Why? So that you can fulfill the Great Commission. Well. So that. You can be a Christian, a Christ-like one, so that you can do good to the brethren, good to the stranger, and be a fellow helper to getting the truth out around the world. That's the purpose of prosperity. That's the reason for prosperity. It's not a gimme, gimme, gimme. My name's Jimmy. Gimme, gimme, gimme. I'll take all you. you No, it's it's purpose. Well, it is, and and it. And it really, it not only is, is purpose, but it prioritizes oh, the end result of everything that, that we preach. Absolutely. And then it gives you a guideline 
to stay focused so you're not taken off on all kinds of rabbit trails and brush fires created, That's that right. you can stay focused. <clears throat> I, uh, the first time I ever heard you preach, it made me think so much of when looking at those um, eight verses there that— um, you know, it's similar to like Psalm 103, that he satisfies our mouth with yes. good things. He healeth all. Oh. He forgiveth oh. all. Yes. He redeems our life from yes. destruction. Yes. Those are the basic things. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like Psalm 103 in those first like six verses, here with this, Psalm 91, mm -hmm. it's God just brings it all back down to very simple things all the time exactly. that he He is going to take care of you. And I and then Terry, that, that brings us back over to the Sermon on the Mount that Jesus preached, you know, just saying that I'm don't be concerned. Your heavenly Father knows what you have sure. need of. You know, don't He'll take care of the fowls of the air. He causes the lilies to be cared for. <laughs> the, the lilies of the, of the, the grass of the field. God's attitude is, I'm going to take care of this. This is what it's all about. You've got to be healthy, and you've got to have your needs met. Exactly and, you, right. and you've got to not worry about it because I'm going to take care of it for you. You see, God always loves the poor. That's right. I'm not saying God doesn't love you for poor. I'm saying you can't do for God right. what you want to do for God. That's right. And you can't do for God what God wants you to do for God right? unless you have some money. And it is better to give than to receive. And you can't <laughs> do for God what you want to do for God. That's and you right. can't do for God what God wants you to do for Him if you don't have a healthy body. So the healthier you are, the That's better. Right. The more prosperous you are, the better. That's Just right. stop and think how many times you, friends, as, as a good Christian, have said, I wish we could help Brother Terry. I, yeah. wish, I wish we could help, uh, you know, uh, Oil Roberts or, or, or Kenneth Hagen or Kenneth Copeland or Fred Price. Or your, your, or your local church helped church. build the building. How many times you know, your pastors put in new a, carpet. You know, we, yeah. need a, 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 we, we need a new parking lot or we need a new Sunday that's school right. room. And that's you just right. say, I wish we could pay for that. And right. uh, that's what we Christians ought to set our faith for. That let's do it. Let's That's believe right. in God. That's let's right. get the money. Let's That's have right. the health. And let's get about the master's business. Those five basic needs of man. And that's just so simple. The first, like I said, the first time I heard you preach that of Third uh, John 2 over there, of all the prosperity teaching and training, and there's like, somebody said there's like 9,000 verses in the Bible oh, yeah. about money. About money. About money. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's, you know, if God's telling you the gold is mine, there's the more silver. scriptures about money in the Bible than there's anything else. It, and I find that shocking, but it's sure. true that God's uh, th thinking on it, like Ecclesiastes says, that money answers all things. And yet the world has such a perverted yeah. attitude about money and how to get it and how to steal it <laughs> and how to keep you from having it. And before we run out of time, I, and we're getting close here, but I, I'd like to just say this. When when people partner with us and give to yes. us, it doesn't change our lifestyle. No. But, you know, we, we don't go buy a new Cadillac. We don't go buy, I mean, no, we, we, right. we, don't, we don't go up our standard of living. You know, we, right. we use that for the ministry. That's right. And, and we have widows and we have orphans. That's we have, right. You know, yes, with, with JMICF, whenever we, we send money to all these orphans around the world and the widows and the disasters and the tough, <laughs> you know, we send 100%. No, that's right. If someone sends us $1,000, that's what we send is $1,000. Right. They send us $10, we send $10. Yes, we and do. And we don't even that's take any so expenses wonderful. out of it. We cover all those expenses out of our yes. ministry, out of Terry Mines Ministries. But, but it doesn't change our style of living. No, no. But it's to bless you. And it's to bless people around the world. 
Well, you know, and Terry will tell you, I mean, we're always trying to figure out how to live more simply. And then I want to be, my my thinking between between the Lord and I is I want to be the, the least needy person in the room. I don't want to need anything. And you know, the way the Lord likes to do things with us is just put it in our hand and, and it just is, it's just like water. It runs out. It goes to somebody I've told else. My banker, don't get sticky fingers. <laughs> yeah, my no money's joke. not going to be in your bank very long. I'm going to send it out. <laughs> yeah, don't hang on to this because we're fixing to send it out to about 20 different countries. Mm -hmm. Well, our time has gone for today, mm -hmm. and we have been thrilled to talk to you about living by faith, five basic needs, and how the Lord wants you to keep your priorities God straight. You to prosper and be, and be in health. God bless you, and we always want to remind you that you are more, more than, than conquerors. conquerors. Bye bye.